the FCS college football experience, Missouri Valley conference preview and picks and week zero FCS picks uh, episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Yeah, score exclusive perks, content and contest, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports gambling slash Patreon sports gambling slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by game time. Download the game time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX. Once again, that is CFBX for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. Hey, everybody. Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. FCS games. We're going to get to them at the end of the episode. Uh, but we're here to talk Missouri Valley football first. This is the bestest, the SEC. This is the uh, SEC of the FCS, they say. Uh, as I'm excited to break down the MVC, and I, you know, I love them in basketball as well. Uh, just a great conference in general. Uh, perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swiggin, Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was. It was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Oh boy, we are less than 24 hours away from football. Holy shit, I didn't think I'd ever make it. And this guy, you know, he's a Notre Dame fan, so you know. You know, he's pumped up to watch football in Ireland. I'm your leprechaun. Uh. <laughs> No, we got three FCS games. We're going to talk all about it, but we're going to talk Missouri Valley football first. I am joined by my co-host. Uh, look, you know they call him the Gulf Coast Gurus down there in the Gulf Coast, swimming with the fishes and shit. You know what I mean? He's out there. He's doing it big time. All right, uh, give it up for he knows college football as good as any. All right, Mike Rose, aka the Gulf Coast Guru. How you doing, Mike? Brother, we made it. This is the great time of year where you get through hundreds of college football teams and it's almost euphoric. You get through it, you're done. Now you just get to pick games. I'm stoked. I'm ready. I had to watch Rudy today, by the way, to like 
wash all the filth you guys were shooting about my Irish under. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is about. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to tone you guys out. I watched Rudy. It's out. It's done. I, I forgive you. <laughs> he was offside. <laughs> so let me tell you, uh, look, uh, no, I'm joking. Love Rudy. But uh <laughs> And I like if I was on, I was doing Boston radio last night. And the first question they're going to ask me, of course, even though I know Notre Dame is well loved in Boston, but uh, is, you know, that game out of all, I, I, that's the game. I feel like I have the least feel on including the FCS games, including. So there's 10 FBS and FCS games this weekend. I, I think that's the hardest one to get a read on Notre Dame Navy. I think just cause all the shit that's going on, the rule changes, uh, the offensive changes, um, the, the rain, it's just going to be chaos, but we're going to watch it cause we love football. And uh, look, I know the Missouri Valley's not kicking off tomorrow. That comes on. Uh, well, I think, let me guess Thursday, Thursday, you got like Youngstown state. Who's going to be uh, taking on uh, what I believe Valpo. If my memory is correct. You also have the coyotes of South Dakota heading to Missouri. Uh, and then you have a shit ton of really good matchups like uh, Eastern Washington, North Dakota state. Also, uh, yeah, the defending champs, uh, South Dakota state, the Jack Roberts take on Western Oregon. That's going to be a bloodbath, I think, but uh, I am excited for that North Dakota state, Eastern Washington game next Saturday at the target. Um, uh, so uh, there's a few other ones. There's a few, we're going to talk all about it. All right, um, folks. I mean, well, let me ask you this, Mike, before we, before we get paid. Um, what'd you make of this conference previewing it? I mean, obviously this, this conference is uh fantastic. I mean, it's, it's the best conference in all of college football for a reason. Uh, I, I love, and I mean, as far as teams, it's not my favorite conference. And I mean, FCS, not all of college football. Sorry. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> anyway, now you got South Dakota jumping up into the mix and, and, and getting right up there with North Dakota State, South Dakota State, you know, yeah. and the Jackrabbits. I've loved them for years. Jersey's awesome. Mascot, there's nothing better. So, uh, and and hey, my alma mater, Youngstown State, is in this conference. So, you know, I've, I've been to uh, the Ice Castle quite a few times. It's a good time up there. <laughs> Northeast Ohio football's back, baby. Let's do it. Uh, you know, people don't realize, I know Youngstown hasn't been as dominant as North Dakota State or South Dakota State lately. But they've been a fucking blue blood during my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Youngstown has had got, going back to the Polish rifle, Ron Jaworski. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they've been really, really good. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of optimism around that program for perhaps this season, you know, jumping back into the blue blood status. Um, it's going to be super exciting to talk about, you know, but you, uh, you know, the sweater vest wasn't going to come back on campus and get a nice big house uh, yeah. and not put money into that football team. Let's go, and he's man. talking about Jim, <laughs> Jim Trestle, baby. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be super exciting to talk about. And, and, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people think this is a two team conference. I'm going to say it's more, I mean, I know you're going to get more than two teams in the FCS playoffs, but mm-hmm. national contention, I think some say just two team conference. It's either you're either South Dakota state or North Dakota state. But we're going to dive into it um, because I think there might be a couple sleeper teams out there. Now they do lose Bobby Petrino, AKA road rash face. He's no longer in the Missouri Valley. Unfortunately, I did enjoy him at Missouri state. Um, but look, before we get to all that, I want to tell you folks out there that the college, the FCS college football experience, Missouri Valley, 2023 season preview and week zero picks 
uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Yes, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll be having at that very event. All right, uh, forget planning months in advance. All right, Game Time has tickets or has deals on tickets right up to the last second of the event. And they got the Game Time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, folks. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. Once again, terms apply. Create that account, $20 off. CFBX is the promo code. Download Game Time last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Look, it's late August. Get your fantasy football shit together, people. All right. I already did my college football fantasy football draft. All right. Next up this weekend, I got my NFL draft. All right. I'm getting it all figured out. All right. But get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do, and this is best ball's genius. All you have to do is uh, a live snake draft. There's no waivers. There's no trades. You set it, forget about it. Underdog that will do the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with fifteen million dollars in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner. Do you have what it takes, folks, to win it all? The time is now because that window is that door, that window, that uh, I don't know, that uh, something is shutting. All right, uh, it's shutting. November, November seventh, September seventh is the last possible day to get it together and get in there. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back on the the FCS College Football Experience, Missouri Valley Conference Preview and Week Zero Picks episode, and uh, here we are. You know, we're gonna go from least to first. Shout out to the chat; they're already rolling, rolling. rolling. They're, they're talking about Northern Iowa football. You gotta pump the brakes, and I, I do think they're a possible live dog week one against the cyclones, but we're going from worst to first on our projections. And I think that means we should have the same. Well, first off. Okay. Let's say you don't watch FCS football all that much. All right. You're trying to get into it because you're seeing the FBS turn into the NFL, right? Where you got just shit everywhere. You got uh, Rutgers take it on Oregon in a conference game just stupid. Um, and maybe you're saying, well, look, I want to dive more into the FCS because it's fantastic. And Colby, I've heard you screaming about it for years about how awesome it is. Um, well, that's fair. Okay. And look, look, so the Missouri Valley conference consists 
of 12 teams this year. Now only this year, because one of those teams is departing and that is Western Illinois, the Leathernecks. Great fucking name, by the way. One of my favorite college football names. And shout out, actually, the mascots in this conference. Pretty damn good, in my opinion. Uh, then you get the Murray State Racers. They're kind of new to this conference here. Um, so, you know, this is kind of new. I mean, yeah, this is their first year in the conference. Um, they are projected, uh, to, you know, obviously jumping in there. I think a lot of people think they're going to be in the basement, but you also have the Dakotas, all of them, North Dakota, North Dakota state, South Dakota, South Dakota state. You got Youngstown state as Mike alluded to, you got Northern Iowa. Like the chat was talking about the Panthers of Northern Iowa, Kurt Warner's alma mater. Look at some of the, 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 the quarterbacks we've mentioned, by the way, like in this, the, the alma maters here, like very, very fantastic. As far as like, we know what Carson Wentz, Trey Lance just got traded today. Easton stick is in the NFL. Those are three guys all from North Dakota state. You got Kurt Warner from Northern Iowa. You got, uh, I, I mentioned it, the Polish ri- rifle, uh, Ron Jaworski from Youngstown state. Uh, there's a couple others too, um, but other state or other schools within the conference, Indiana state, the Sycamores, Larry bird. Let's go. He didn't play quarterback, but you know, if you would have, he would have fucking dominated. All right. Uh, you got, you got to respect a guy who his NBA career ruined. It, it got ruined by him putting in a driveway for his mom when he was a millionaire. That that's my type of guy right there. Um, Illinois state, you get Illinois state. The uh, they're, they're in the conference, Missouri state as well, as well as Southern Illinois, the Saluki shout out to our guy, stone Lebanowitz. And I believe I have covered them all. That makes up the Missouri Valley conference. Um, but obviously next year it might be a little different. Western Illinois leaving. I wonder if they try to, they should get fair state. Come on. What's going on? Fair state. Get jump up. Um, all right. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, was it easy for you to pick the worst team in the conference? Uh, there was, there was two teams. I was relatively yeah, close. There's on. two that stand out. There's two that, yeah. that really stand out. But to me, after a little bit of analysis, I thought it was clearly Western Illinois. And that's who I had as well. Okay. Cause I, once I dove into the fact that uh, they were 0 and 11 last year, I don't, you don't really need to dive much. You don't got to dive too deep. They only returned 10 starters from a season ago. Um, that's not good. They're breaking in also uh, a transfer from uh well, at least he's a Northern Iowa transfer. So he's familiar with the conference in Matt Morrissey at the quarterback spot, but I have no idea if he's even going to start. I mean, we got a lot of different quarterbacks. I think in this uh, mix that could start for the leather leathernecks in their final season, the Missouri Valley um, besides, besides that, I mean, it was kind of hard to get super optimistic about this team. If anything, I thought the defense returning six um, from a season ago is probably the unit that I would trust more. Um, they do have a stud. They do have a stud in the, in the uh, wide receiver room um, in uh, what was his name again? Where, where did I put this? Uh, Nassim Brantley. He's gone actually. <laughs> did he dip out? Yeah. He's with, he's with Rutgers. He'll be playing Oregon on a oh Saturday Oh my night, gosh. So. See, this is hard to get fucking information, <laughs> man. Uh, unbelievable. 
Um, okay. Well, the Leathernecks that was shit. I had him. I had him last place with him on the roster. Now I feel even better with my last place pick. Uh, tell me what you what you see out of this lineup because uh, from what I understand here, they only had seven offensive linemen on the spring roster. What the hell is happening? What is happening over here uh, in in Macab, Illinois? You're gonna have hot dog vendors on the O line out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, one or two injuries and, and you're screwed. So uh, you hit a lot of it, man. The quarterback situation's a mess. You got three guys that, that whatever take your pick. Clay Bruno coming back from last year, he threw seven touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Uh, Matt Morrissey and then Drake Day is also on the roster. He transferred in from Memphis last year, but didn't even see playing time. So if he couldn't get any playing time when there's a quarterback that threw seven touchdowns to 13 interceptions, I'd say that uh, he probably isn't going to cut it. Uh, defense, yeah, there's some names that are back, and we could go through them. But really, I mean, Dela Cruz at the linebacker space. spot yeah. is is the the one thing that jumped out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, yeah, I guess also uh, Delevero. Uh, on the uh, Jake Delevero on the uh, defensive line, this team is going to be ass. I mean, I do think they're probably better. I mean, maybe better than last year's because you're in your coach's second year. You're going to understand the offense and defense a little bit better. But hell, I don't know, man. Um, let's take a look at the schedule because they were 0 and 11 a year ago, and they open up next week, next Saturday. Against a team that gets a week zero game, Jerry Kill in New Mexico State, they're gonna get destroyed. Uh, then uh, a pivotal game, week two against Illinois State. I love, you know, I love the in-state matchups. You know, I I highlight that when I jump to that one. And then they they're hosting the Lindenwood Penitentiary, uh, and then they're at Southern Utah. Man, I got them winless <laughs> in the first four. How about you? I mean, uh, I could go full spoiler alert. I don't, I don't have this team winning the game, man. <laughs> if I'm being honest. So, uh, so the, the rest of the schedule after the bye <laughs> at North Dakota, home to Missouri state at North Dakota state, home to Southern Illinois at Northern Iowa at Indiana state, home to South Dakota. That's the one to me. Do I think South Dakota is better than them? I do, but it's either that or Lindenwood or this team ain't winning shit. I mean, uh, you know, the one that I thought maybe, and, and maybe you're a little higher on this team than I am because they are traditionally a, a pretty damn good program. But uh, Illinois State, they did take the overtime last year and beat them by a touch or uh, lost by a touchdown. So they get them at home week two. Maybe there's some magic, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't see many opportunities for wins here. The thing is, they got Illinois State at the end of the year when their season had already been like they realized they mm-hmm. weren't they didn't live up to expectation. This is week two. I think they're going to get fucked up by Illinois state. Probably. I think the South Dakota one is possible because once again, South Dakota will probably be eliminated from conference race there. And it's like, okay, what are we playing for here? That is the one that stands out to me. Maybe you can talk me into Lindenwood, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking one in 10, one in 10. That's what I'm saying. They're going to get one somewhere. Maybe it is Illinois state. I don't know. Somewhere, some way they're going to get one win here. Um, I'm assuming you had another uh, team right there that originally, you know, I watched this team last year and I thought this team was terrible. 
but I was optimistic with what they did in the off season. That's what sold me on them not being dead last. And that is the racers of Murray state who brought in a slew of transfers and uh, they return 11 starters, six on offense. Um, last year they started four different quarterbacks. That's not good. Um, and we, I'm hoping <laughs> that they found their guy in, in DJ Williams. <laughs> I, I, I am a little reluctant to just go all in on that, but uh, besides that, the, the, the racers, once again, another great name by the way. Um, but this is a team that is definitely going to suck ass. I watched them a lot. I think I caught them in like three or four different games last year. Um, but I do think the offense should take a step forward. All right. They, they got a couple, they, two of their top three running backs are back. Um, and like I said, they were very active in the portal. That there's a thing that stood out to me. They brought in Michael Fox from NC state. They brought in Louisiana transfer golden EK. Uh, they brought in a, a Eastern Michigan transfer, a ball state transfer. So like, I feel like their overall talent is up. And they're ready on the offensive line. I see a pit transfer, a, a you know, a Tennessee state transfer. A pit, a pit transfer on the O line means something to me because I, I feel like their line of scrimmage is always good. Um, so I am much more optimistic on Murray State under Dean Hood uh, as he enters his fourth year, kind of a pivotal year for him. Even though we know the long leashes exist on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I wrote down the name Cody. Goatly at the linebacker spot. Uh, that guy's a fucking stud. And uh, you know, I do think the defense is the scarier. Like I think the offense seems to be the more talented part of this team last year. They, uh, they were not very good, but they did win two of their final three games. All right. And that has me somewhat optimistic. Talk to me about the racers of Murray state, man. Yeah. So, I mean, quarterback, like you said, it's a mess, but DJ Williams, he did start the last six games of 2021. And then he went to start last year uh, at the beginning of the season, he ended up getting hurt. So I think that's going to be their guy. Jaden Stinson didn't do a great job taking over for him. You nailed it. The wide receiver room is what has me a little bit optimistic about Murray state. Um, they, they brought in a lot of transfers there. So, and uh, tacklers leading tacklers two through five come back on defense uh, not an amazing defense, but Hey, there's some experience there. So definitely a lot more coming back than Western Illinois had. And and maybe with the, the quarterback, if DJ Williams could stay healthy, maybe with those new receivers, he could make some noise. I mean, they really need those transfers. Cause you look at the season last year. Let me just rattle off the, the, the what they lost by 53 points. Week one, 31 week, two, 31 week, three, 14 week, four, 34 week five, 29 week six, <laughs> 35 week seven. Uh, only, 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 uh, only 15 here week eight. And then they win two games, beat Eddie George and Tennessee state. And then they lose by 30 in the final season. They got their fucking ass whooped every time they stepped on the field with the exception to Tennessee state and Robert Morris. I mean, it's hard. I mean, their basketball program is fantastic, but yeah. what's going on? And, and look, their football program historically, Frank Beamer. Uh, you know, uh, the, I think uh, Justin uh, Fuente also, and same with the the, the Bud, legendary Bud Foster. Bud Foster. Yeah, all of those guys came from Missouri State. So get, let's get the program back rolling. Let's go, racers. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have too much to talk about on the defensive side of the ball about this team. I think that's probably the weaker unit for this year, but uh, I let's talk about the schedule. Let's just dive into the schedule and try to forecast where their dubs are at because um, I can tell you one's coming Saturday, <laughs> next Saturday. <laughs> they host Presbyterian at Roy Stewart stadium in Murray, Kentucky. That is a fine tuned dub. All right. <laughs> There it is, man. They're gonna you win by double it. digits, man. They're yeah, gonna win by double blue digits. Come to town. Love yeah. it when the blue hoes come to town. <laughs> the very next week on a short week on a Thursday night, they take on Jeff Brom in Louisville. That will be another 30 point loss or more. Then they head to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Two FBS is getting the bills paid. They're gonna lose that too. They're gonna be one and two at the bye week on September twenty third. Agreed? Oh, definitely, definitely agree. Uh, now the thing you gotta hate is that they didn't draw each other. <laughs> we didn't get the toilet bowl in the Missouri Valley. Essentially, uh, there's no Western Illinois in the schedule. But uh, out of the bye week, they're home to Indiana State. Then they're at the Dakota Dome. Filthy. Get rid of it. Uh, play outdoors. Uh, then home to Southern Illinois for homecoming, and then at Missouri State, followed by at North. Dude, look at this gauntlet here. <laughs> Home to Southern Illinois, at Missouri State, at North Dakota State, home to North Dakota. <laughs> then at Illinois State, and then home to Young. Yeah. Uh, you enjoy the Presbyterian win because there's a high chance they might be able to get South Dakota, though. I think South Dakota losing Carson Camp, they might be able to get them. Besides that, it ain't happening. I'm not even, I think Indiana State's going to be improved, too. So, uh, Best case scenario, two and nine. What do you think? I think I can guess your next team because you, you're putting South Dakota on blast here, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I don't think they're nearly as good as any of the teams they play, honestly, other than Presbyterian. So I, I got them going one and ten, zero and eight in conference, but uh, just a little bit better than Western Illinois, and that's about the best I can say. Okay, and uh, you know I would agree. I mean, there was just it's it's tough times, man. It's tough times. Uh, let's talk. So wait, okay. Who did you have? Uh, who'd you have at number nine? Because I think you guessed my number nine team, the South Dakota coyotes. Yeah. I got South Dakota, just a couple spots higher here. I got uh, actually Illinois state. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah. Let's talk about Illinois state first. I want to see what what you see, why you see this team being so ass this year. Uh, this this is a team that was six and five a season ago. Brock Spack is back. Eleven starters are back as well. Uh, you know, I uh, you look back at a season ago. We should talk about that. Let's talk. Let's let's before we preview the roster. Let's talk about Illinois State last year because I kind of think they were a little bit better than their record. Uh, you look and see the losses and you say, okay, so six and five, still a winning team, but uh, the losses, okay. They got their ass whooped 38, nothing. If anything, like I'm impressed that they only gave up 38 to Wisconsin. They lose by five to Southern Illinois, right? They did lose by 17 to North Dakota state. But once again, you held them to 24 at the Fargo dome. Then a two point loss to Youngstown state. I believe that was on the final play of the game. Uh, and then they got the ass whooped at South Dakota state, but there's no shame in that. But yes, they did have a questionable win late in the year against Western Illinois, but I would chalk that up to some of the fact that the, they're, they're playing 
you know, their season was kind of known at that point. Um, they did win at the UNI dome, filthy, filthy, filthy dome uh, against Northern Iowa. I think that was probably, probably their best win of the season. They did have some close wins. I mean, they beat Valpo only by seven, Indiana state by six, but I kind of feel like all their losses were respectable. You know I mean? Southern Illinois beat Northwestern at Northwestern, you know? So they lost to Wisconsin, Southern Illinois, North Dakota state, Youngstown state and South Dakota state. I don't think this team's that bad. I think it's a brutal schedule. That's what I think. So, uh, Okay, now we can dive into the roster. But what what do you make of last season there? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is it's a brutal schedule, but it's a brutal conference. So yeah. that's my kind of problem with it is they they went three and five in conference, and, and this year, you know, uh, you don't have Western Illinois on the schedule. You do have Murray State at home, good, but uh, you still got a bit of the gauntlet that is the, the Missouri Valley Conference. And, and while this team we're going to hit it, it brings a lot back on offense. I saw a lot leave on defense, and, and that worries me a lot. I like the fact they don't play North Dakota state and you could make a case that them not getting Southern, Southern Illinois. Uh, yes. Zach Annexted, uh That was a former, this guy started a couple games. I feel like at Minnesota, um, that's their quarterback. He's good. Um, I mean, shit, you're playing in the big 10. They got Mason Blakemore, a transfer from Northern Illinois in the running back room. Uh, now I know they st- they still have a couple other backs from a season ago that are back as well. Uh, the offense is actually somewhat impressive. They added an Eastern Michigan transfer at the wide receiver spot, a Valpo transfer, uh, Missouri Western, which I don't know if that's that's doing doing you any good. But uh, I kind of think that uh, you know the offense should be able to move a little bit there. The defensive side of the ball, as we alluded to, m- a little more concerning, but I still think. You look at that defense a year ago, like I noted, holding Wisconsin to 38, holding like North Dakota State to 24. Like I, I think the defense. I know they lost guys, but I think they, they the defense was pretty solid uh, a season ago. So um, the defense side of the ball, you bring back Dylan Gerhardt in the secondary. Uh, I, if anything, I think the secondary is actually one of their stronger points. Jeff Bowen's also in the secondary. Um, couldn't find a lot to get excited about on the, uh, on the defensive line. But uh, what else did you notice about this Illinois state team? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, you know, they brought a lot of names back on offense, but this didn't really seem to be a, a super high flying offense last year. Uh, we talked about the Western Illinois game overtime. Yes. At the end of the season, only 20 points they scored there uh, 27 against Indiana state, only 17 against Youngstown state. So point being, not a super high flying offense that concerns me a little bit. And then you lose a linebacker like Zeke Van- Vandenberg. That guy had over a hundred tackles, 14 sacks last year. That's a beast to lose. You lose uh Ken Wilhoyt. Uh, you mentioned it, the, uh, the defensive line, these guys are gone. Wilhoyt five and a half sacks. So uh, I do think the secondary is a strong suit. I do think the defense will be okay. I just don't know if you lose a guy that had 14 sacks and, and, and the offense doesn't kick it up a notch. This is still a decently tough schedule. I think the offense does kick it up a, a, a notch, and I got this team much better, much higher than uh, you do, buddy. But I like the con- the you know what we got going here. Uh, let's look at the schedule because week one they get the Dayton Flyers. Not a bad team in the Pioneer League, but I got them one and zero. You? Me too. Me too. Then they're at Western Illinois and at Eastern Illinois, back to back away <laughs> rivalry games. 
love it, but I actually think they're three and zero to start the season. I have them at three and zero as well. I think that Eastern Illinois game could get a little bit dicey, but I do have them three and zero. Well, then they host the Lindenwood Penitentiary on uh, on uh, what September twenty third. I think they're four and zero. Same. Then they get a bye week. So you're telling me they're but everyone be buying in and dude, if they're four and zero and hosting South Dakota State now, I still expect South Dakota State to beat their ass. But you start believing strange things can happen, man. Uh, but let's say that's a loss four and one they're home to the Sycamores, Indiana state. This is, this was a game a year ago. That was a, a one score game. I think the fact that they're home, I like their chances. You, I think, uh, I think the South Dakota state game is going to be close enough that it's going to be a pretty big body blow. I'm actually kind of high on Indiana state. I, I have uh, them getting the win. I have the Sycamores getting it. All right. And then they're at Youngstown going to the ice chest. Uh, what, uh, you, you go with your boys, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a penguin for life, baby. They still send me the uh, request for money every, every week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Do you, you kick him a couple bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I send it out to Jeff Wilkins foundation. You know? <laughs> uh, then they're home to Northern Iowa. Then they're at Missouri state. See, I think, I think that Northern Iowa game is interesting. I actually favor them to win at Missouri state. Um, I, I have them losing that one. That one was one I did struggle with. Um, and, and we'll see why in a minute there, I have them pretty, pretty damn close in the rankings. Then they're home to Missouri state. And then they're at North Dakota. See, I see when I look at this thing, I see what two, three, five, I see seven and four. See, I actually have them six and five. So winning record, but I have them three and five in conference. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let's uh, let's. I want I want you to uh, where? Hey, okay, where did you have South Dakota? I need to know these things. <laughs> I got South Dakota up at eight, so not drastically high, but uh, yeah, okay. So the one of the main reasons why I uh, didn't trust South Dakota, I thought the schedule was tough, and then the fact they lose their experienced quarterback. Now I understand uh, they have you know the last year it got a little weird. You know they they had the other quarterback start the final four games of the season and Bowman, Aiden Bowman. So maybe, maybe it's not as bad of a loss as I think, but um, you know, they did lose what their top rusher to uh, Florida international, the airport. Um, you look and see, okay, 15 starters back. You got to like that. It, you know, it's more than the other schools we've mentioned thus far. You got that as a point, but I think the schedule's harder. Um, and they do have some guys like the roster is not a terrible roster. I just think it's the, the schedule is one of the harder. I think within the conference, I actually love their uh, love a couple guys on their defense, like their linebacking core with Brock. What is it? Morgan Morganson and uh, Steven Hillis in the linebacking, uh, you know, linebacking crew. I think that's, those, that's over, that's over 200 tackles right there, man. Yeah, no, they got some studs there. And even uh, Ryan Van Merrill on the D- uh, no 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 I'm sorry that's that's South Dakota State, um, they got some guys though like I I noted I put here good defense oh no I'm thinking of Cade Tervier I think it is, um or maybe I'm not I don't know I have a I have sloppy handwriting I'm old school with a piece of paper <laughs> here um what what do you make of the South South Dakota team tell me why you're more bullish on them first of all man after my own heart I, I'm always pen to paper man. Um, yeah. So Aiden Bowman, I I think Carson can a little bit of run out of town there. 
that's why I wasn't too concerned with it. I mean, this is a guy that came in. He's a former three-star Iowa State recruit, threw for almost 900 yards, eight touchdowns, only one interception. That's the part I really like. If he could limit the turnovers with the defense that we just talked about, I think it's going to be okay. Travis uh, Theus, 774 yards rushing, five touchdowns. He's back. So that's cool. Nate Thomas and Mike Mansuray, they're both guys that got experience running the ball in 2021. They're both coming back from injury. Uh, They were injured last year. So I don't think this offense is going to fly, but I think if Bowman can go out there and manage the game and uh, be a little bit of a traditional Iowa state uh, lawn chair there, I think this defense could uh, hold things together. So that's what I like about this team. All right. Well, well, you know, so, okay. Like I, from a roster standpoint, you're probably right that they're better than Illinois state, but this is where like Illinois state schedule, I thought was, was somewhat beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, you look at uh, South Dakota's um, they open up with a bang at Missouri at Faro field in the sec. I think they're going to be zero one, right? Correct. I think they could lose this next game. <laughs> I'm not saying they're gonna but coming off the body blow of the sec, you get the Tommies of St. Thomas. <laughs> um, there was, there was a game that St. Thomas, they played out of conference and I can't think of what it was now. I got uh, remember it from when we covered them. They kind of got waxed when they played. They out did. Of conference. They did. <laughs> they did. And look, I get it. They, you know, it was the one loss uh, that they, that they had, I believe it was Southern Utah and they fucked them up, yeah. but that was week one last year. And maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I just feel like at least they're getting them after the Missouri game. If you're a Tommy fan, you're sitting there saying, Hey, that's the time I want to get them. Let's let's even say they get a win, mm-hmm. right? Then they get Lamar. They sh- I think they got that one. Then they get a bye week and they're at North Dakota state. Get the fuck out of here. All right. So two and two, possibly one and three. Uh, then they're home to Murray state. That's a win. It's a win. But then the gauntlet home to you, home, home to Youngstown state at Indiana state home to South Dakota state at Southern Illinois home to North Dakota. Now they do get the fact they do get Western Illinois and Murray state is nice, but it, to me, it's when they get them though. Uh, like I, I kind of think those are body blow games that like St. Thomas and Murray state our body boat, like, like they, they get them right after the body blow games of Missouri state and North Dakota state makes it a little sneaky for me. And I also feel like if you're going to want to play those, you don't want them. Like the fact you're getting South Dakota state and Youngstown at the Dakota dome. I think you'd rather have them on the road. Cause you're probably going to be losing those anyway. Yeah. So my theory sometimes on, on, you know, the games, the FCS versus FBS, especially when you're talking power five, um, I assume a lot of them are going to be pretty much over by the end of the first half. So I, I don't worry too much about the body blow and I, and, and hey, Eli Drinkowitz, I'm not a huge believer, but I think they should be able to handle this South Dakota team. So I, I don't know if it's a huge body blow, just being that, you know, you go out there you get waxed. The starters are off the field in the first half and you move on with life. You know, you, you, you realize, uh, you realize this team was a three win team a year ago and they're one like, okay. They somehow beat Southern Illinois and Missouri state in one score games. Their mm-hmm. one like impressive performance was against Cal poly. Who was terrible. Um, 
you look at at I mean, I guess they were in some other games, but they also got their ass whooped. They lo- Northern Iowa put up 58 on them in the Dakota Dome. Um I don't well, know. They they, uh, they play similar, you know, they're both kind of hard-nosed football teams a little bit and, and Northern Iowa is just better and and, and when you when you look at these two teams, I have Northern Iowa a lot higher than I have South Dakota. So that's not a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, I, I have them, I have them dropping. I have them dropping to Youngstown state, dropping to Indiana state, dropping to South Dakota state. So I don't, this isn't a world beater for me. I have them picking up the Southern Illinois game. And the thing I like about that, they beat them last year. So that's one thing, but they get them right before the harvest bowl. So I think it might be a little bit of a look ahead spot. And I think they might get them again. Fair, fair. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, I don't know. I, I had them ranked back there. Okay. Well, let's move along. So we've given out four teams so far. Let me tell you that the, the FCS college football experience is brought to you by DraftKings. People you've waited all year long and the time has finally arrived. College football is back. And so are the traditions. So are the tailgates. So are the fight songs, baby. And so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Look, we're going to be giving away some week zero ones in a couple minutes here. Uh, anyway, kick off the new season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. P. Problem with gambling? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook details and state uh, specific responsibility gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Make sure you check out the Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon and get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. We also got a week zero college football one. Hurry up, get in. Uh, the guys just recorded their first, uh, you know, sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for the Patriots, chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network. There's, there's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Sports gambling podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. So don't get it twisted. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back. Shout out to the chat. People are talking about more Northern Iowa talk. S- Alfred can't find FCS lines. You gotta, you gotta dig deep. They're there. They're out there. They're out there in the, in the, in the uniwebs. Um, all right. Um, let's jump on over and talk about, so we've gone through Western Illinois. We've gone through Murray state. We've gone through Illinois state. We've gone through South Dakota. Who? So you, that's, that's your, Bottom four, right? Uh, South Dakota, I had an eight, so I got one left in my bottom. Who is that? Let's talk about that team. I got Missouri State. I we see eye to eye here because they are my number eight, or no, my number nine. So uh, let's talk about. They lose Bobby Petrino. That would that's half the battle for me. You can't just you can't just uh, look at other teams that Bobby Petrino's left. They normally turn into shit right away. Um, I just, I have a lot of concerns regarding Missouri state. You, you know, you look back five and six season ago, I almost thought they, they, they were so close to knocking off Arkansas. Um, they add what the UMass transfer at the quarterback spot, chase Brewster. Um, 
They also ha- they have a slew of quarterbacks, right? Who are they starting? Is it Jacob Clark, the Minnesota that, transfer? That's what it looks like. They also they have Caden McMullen, a Alabama A and M transfer. They also have a Semo transfer and Reed Potts. I got no idea what the hell's happened at the quarterback spot here. Uh, but Ryan Beard in year one, that's another thing. I have a little bit of concern there. Um, you know, Beard was the DC the past three years there. Um, I just don't know how good I, I, it's not like I was sold on them defensively. Not that he's not saying he's shit, but I just, there's a lot of question marks to me. Um, what else did you get from this uh, Missouri state team that made you, made you have them? I, so I had him at ninth. You had him at eighth, huh? No, I had him at nine. South Dakota oh, was on okay. Or okay. eight. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of just just a lot of question marks, a lot of turnover. Like you said, we're trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Jacob Clark, like the kind of the best thing I found about him was like a write up that pretty much said he has the the size for the position. So you know, good for him. I guess he's big. That that, that doesn't really sell me that he's going to be a great quarterback. I'm worried about that. The only thing on offense I saw that was a true proven commodity is a uh, former uh, Kansas state three-star recruit. He transferred in a year ago, Jacardia Wright at the running back position. He's pretty, pretty damn good running back. So do have that couple names at wide receiver, but uh great punter guys. Grant Burkett. Yeah. First yeah, team. Go. Yeah. Gotta love that. A lot of young ladies on campus upset that Bobby Petrino has gone. You know, that's, that's always tough. <laughs> a lot of volleyball players. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I did see this nugget that the teams that brought in the most FBS transfers, uh, Missouri State was second with mm-hmm. ten. I don't know how what that means necessarily because if maybe they weren't playing at an FBS level, I think sometimes you can get all that shit twisted. But uh, is there any perhaps hope that they're bringing in more depth and they're better than what we think? I think definitely there is. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of transfer names I've written down. Uh, there's there's uh, D'Amico Nathan, D'Amico Nathan. He's a three star UNLV wide receiver transfer. Angelo Butts, three star Miami Ohio transfer. A whole bunch of them on defense from Power Five schools. It's Colorado, uh, Mississippi State. You got Boise State in there from uh, the Group of Five. Charlotte FSU. So you got. You got guys that you could could be talented, but those guys don't always pan out. Maybe they were misrecruited. This team bothered me last year because I watched them a lot when they had Jason Shelley, the old Utah quarterback. Mm-hmm. They were better. Like when you go watch, you know, I watched that week one Thursday night game. I think it was against Central Arkansas, and then I watched them against Arkansas week th- like three or four. And I was like, even the South Dakota State game, I, I watched it and I was like, damn, Missouri State's going to be in the FCS playoffs. They're going to be good. And like the, they lost a lot to a lot of teams. They shouldn't have lost to, in my opinion, like they were more talented than a lot of those other teams. So I, I was not very impressed. And the fact that they stay with someone on the coaching staff, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, a lot of times that feels like the, the cheap hire. A lot yeah. Of yeah. So uh, they open the season this, this next Friday night, a week from today. At David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, taking on my guy Lance Leopold. Good luck, Missouri State. You're gonna lose by 40, I think. Um, they have back to back away, then they go to UT Martin. I mean, there's a strong chance they could be 0 and 2. I think uh, UT Martin. I, I I would definitely personally favor them to win that game. Yeah, so I, do I, I would too. too. Then they get a buy a bye week, and then they take on Utah Tech. Utah Tech just. Scheduling crazy. Um, I mean that. 
I'll take Missouri State to win that, but I don't feel great about it. Um, then they're at Southern Illinois, home to North Dakota State. I got them. I got them one and four to start their season. Yeah, same same with me. One and four. Now they do get a nice little break, getting both these teams back to back at Western mm-hmm. Illinois, home to Murray State. Why do I feel like Western Illinois might bite them? <laughs> they they really could. They uh, I feel like that game, that especially after the North Dakota State game, I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, um, man, this schedule is brutal, man. The schedule is absolutely fucking brutal. Then, so I, they're at Youngstown State after that. Then home to Illinois State. Then home to Northern Iowa. Then at South Dakota State. Where are the wins? I see, like potentially, like best case scenario to me is like four wins. Yeah, and that that's where I have them at. I just have them getting three of them in conference, and beating Illinois State is one of them. So that's why they are above Illinois State for me. But that's that's mm. it. Mm-mm-mm. I got him with three. I got him with three wins. And I, the more I think about it, it might be two. Oof. Ask me in a week. I might say two. Uh, yeah. I'm just not high on this team. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Bringing in all those transfers. It's hard to fucking get a gauge on those teams that bring in that many transfers. Uh, let's talk about, so that was your number nine. So number eight, we talked about in for you, it was South Dakota. Let's talk about number seven. Who's your number seven? I got the Saluki, Southern Illinois. Interesting. I did not have the Salukis. This is where I had Illinois State. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the Stone Lebanowitz's alma mater, friend of the program. Check out FCS Nation Radio. He's he's doing some stuff over there. Um, yeah, I mean the Salukis. By the way. Best fucking helmet, one of the best helmets. That mm-hmm. that fucking lassie on your helmet, just the way it looks. It's just a fucking great helmet. Um, that's what I mean. This conference has the what the Penguins, the Salukis, mm-hmm. the Leathernecks, the Jackrabbits. I mean, just phenomenal fucking names. Um, yeah. Southern Illinois, Nick Hills entering his eighth season a year ago. They were five and six, five and six, still be the big 10 team. You figure it out. <laughs> um, and you know, th- this is a team that uh, I feel like has underachieved the past two years. I know they bring in a, a, a couple quarterbacks, um, but tell me like the uh, last season, I kind of thought they were going to make the FCS playoffs preseason. And I thought they could do it. They have a decent team. They just kind of shit the bed. Like they lost to incarnate word to start the season and just got obliterated, like lost by, uh, I think it was like 35 points. Then they follow that up with a loss to CMO and then they get hot. And this is where I started to buy in. They beat Northwestern. They beat North Dakota. They beat Illinois state. They beat Missouri state. And then they beat the shit out of the leathernecks. You're sitting there uh, going into October 22nd, you're like, man, this team has got it. They're five and two and their two losses are against good opponents. They have a big 10 win. And then what the hell happened here? You know, three point loss to South Dakota, one point loss to Northern Iowa, three point loss to North Dakota state, seven point loss to Youngstown state. This team is good, but it's just like, there's like three stories in their season. It's like when they want to be good, they're really good. And then I don't know. Can you figure them out from a, a year ago? <laughs> no, and, and it's tough this year again. I mean, you see a, a quarterback like Nick Baker coming back and, and 
you'd think that would kind of like jettison jettison them up up the ranks a little bit, but uh, the the talents there, uh, the defensive side of the ball, that's what I'm worried about. A lot of a lot of names graduating and transferring out on the defensive side of the ball, and I think the schedule's still difficult. So the inconsistency it, it worries me, and I, I think it could be a problem again this year. And they still have Deontay Cox, who's a fucking stud. He was there back with Labanowitz. And like that guy's a stud. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know how to, tr- like, I even questioned when they bench Labanowitz. I, you know, I got nothing against this coach, but I feel like they're all, they just don't get the maximum out of their roster. If I'm, if I'm calling a, a spade a spade here. Um, yeah, they returned 12 starters, but only five on the defensive side of the ball. I, that's, that's just the point that you were, you were bringing up the defensive side of the ball for Southern Illinois. There's a lot of questions. Branson Combs at the linebacker spot is a stud. You got that going in for you. Also, uh, Colin Bohannik is, is very good as well. A uh, little concern on the defensive line specifically. Um, but yes, the whole defensive side of the ball is a bit of a question mark. Also PJ jewels back in the secondary, but uh, let's talk about the uh, schedule here because they have one of the best week one matchups. I think I, I was asked this. I thought on Twitter, maybe two weeks ago, what's the, the FCS week one matchup matchup. I'm looking forward to the most. And I put that one in contention with, with uh, you know, a sl- like the Holy, I want to see Holy cross Merrimack. I want to see Campbell, William and Mary. There's a few, you know, but uh, Eastern Washington, North Dakota state, but Austin P Southern Illinois is kind of one of those games that I think makes my list of like top 10 FCS games to see week one. Uh, who do you got winning this one? I have Southern Illinois. Uh, they're both, they're both kind of the same, same kind of story to me. This, this off season that it's, you know, for two different reasons, Austin P is a lot of transfers, a lot of player personnel movement. And then Southern Illinois is just the general inconsistency Two really good programs that are hard for me to gauge this year. So Southern Illinois, get them at home and, uh, a little more consistency with the roster overall without transfers. I, I have them getting the win. Does it concern you that they're one and three in the last four years in opening games? I mean, it, it has to a little bit, right? <laughs> That's why I leaned Austin P. But I think that game's going to be very good, very close. I lean Austin P. Now, week two, sign me up for this. This needs to happen every year, folks. Southern Illinois at Northern Illinois. Salukis against Huskies. Come on. It's perfect. Um, watch out. I could see Southern Illinois winning that game. I'll put it like this. I think and man, the first three weeks are all brutal because it's back to back away. They go to SEMO uh, uh, the following week, Southeast Missouri. They'll get one of those. They'll be one and two in my opinion. Yeah. I, I got them one and two with the win over Austin P and uh, Northern Illinois. I think, I think they are a live dog. I honestly, I, I kind of see those two programs similar just on the two different levels. Yeah kind of, you know, jump. There you go. Jump. That's why I want to see, you know, they can have all this, you know, big 10 sec stuff. I want to see a mix of a group of five in the FCS and have a gigantic playoff Mike Leach style. Let's go uh, after the, after the bye week. So one and two after the bye week, they're home to Missouri state. Then they're at Youngstown state. Then at Murray state, uh, I think they can get two of those three. So I would have them at three and three after six. How about you? Yeah, same with me. I have them getting Missouri State and getting Murray State losing to the Penguins. Okay. Okay. Going representing your boys. 
Then, uh, then they are uh, at uh, no home to South Dakota State. Then at Western Illinois. Then home to South Dakota before heading heading up to Fargo and then home to Indiana State. Man, this is hard. This is almost like the Big Twelve, where you're just sitting there like I got Southern Illinois, Indiana State. It's I I I, I have Indiana State higher ranked, but it's in Carbondale. I don't fucking know. Um, final record for me, I'll say they get Western Illinois. That's four. They get South Dakota. That's five. I'm going to say five and six again. So I have them five and six as well, but I do have them losing that South Dakota game before the harvest bowl, but four and four in conference and five and six, kind of another inconsistent year for me. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't have a good read on that one though. I, that one I could eat shit on. Like that's one where I really feel like I could be wrong. Um, okay. Well, look, I have them one spot ahead of Illinois state. I kind of like, and I, I don't feel good about that projection. I don't, I don't feel very good about it, but uh, so who do you have then? What number was that number for you? Number seven. That was seven. So it's six. So just so you, so you know, folks, we both agreed on the bottom two teams, right? We both agreed that Western Illinois was number 12. Murray state was number 11. Uh, after that is where we started to disagree some um, at number six. Well, yeah. So, cause so for seven for me is, is Illinois state eight for me is Southern Illinois nine is, is Missouri state. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 10 is Missouri state for me. Uh, nine is South Dakota. So, um, my, my, so I've already given you my seven. So give me your set or you, you're on number six, actually. So I'm on six. Okay. We're both on six. Then we're finally caught up. Um, I got the sycamores. Okay. Who do you coming have? up on com, coming up on that? But, uh, I'm, I'm, I got, I got my alma mater. I got Youngstown state. Woo, there we go. There we go. Okay, let's talk about uh let's talk about the Sycamores first. All right. This is a fascinating team to me. Because I think they could be really good. I also think I need to see it because they are coming off a 2 and 9 season, but they had a lot I remember watching that North Dakota State game thinking they're going to do it. They're going to knock them off. Not the case, but they damn they were close. Um this is uh this is a big this is a big year for them. They bring in a shit ton of transfers and you know, uh Kurt Mallory. This is year seven. He's just 19 and 37. So um, this is, I, I, this is the year to do it. This is the fucking year to do it. So you look at this roster, you see a, a ton of, a ton of talent. How about uh, Justin Dinka at the running back spot? That guy's a stud. Um, I'm just, uh, I think this offense might be one of the better offenses in this league. Uh, what, what do you make in general of this team? Yeah, I mean, the quarterback is loaded. You got three options there uh, to figure out. Kate Chambers, who played a lot last year. Gavin Screws also played a lot last year. They're both back. And then uh, Evan Oles, Oles uh, is a former three-star Colorado State recruit that transferred in as well. Uh, you mentioned the running back position. Dinka, former three-star San, uh, San Diego State recruit. And then they have T. Hodge backing him up too, former three-star Tennessee recruit. Uh, wide receiver loaded up. So yeah, the offense is loaded. 15 starters back, eight starters back on the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think 
their offensive line, three starters back there. Uh, the skill position players. I think they, they really stand out to me. Um, the defensive side of the ball, you know, um, might need to see it a little bit more, but they have some guys, Jeffrey Brown in the linebacking core, uh, G- Gianni uh, Belizare. Look at me rattling off that name. Uh, Rylan Cole in the secondary. They got some guys. This is the year. This is like a year where they could really make a jump. I was reluctant a little bit. That's why I ranked them here. But I actually would love to see them make a deep run. Let's go. Uh, I, I, I was a bit worried because they're they're my number five. So uh, I, I was like, kind of like, ah, man, is Colby going to think I'm an idiot for taking this two and nine team to jump up to fifth in the Missouri Valley? But I, but I see I, it, man. But I feel like a lot of publications are are drinking drinking the same tea. You know what I mean? Like, Cade Chambers, Justin Dinka, the former San Diego State kid. Like they they're like, okay, they can do this. Uh, and how about the fact they don't play South Dakota state, North Dakota state mm-hmm. that right there. Let's, let's jump into the schedule. Cause this is probably, I mean, I like rivalry games, right? You tell me that I get this game week one folks, this team's they've been playing this game a long fucking time. Thursday night, August next Thursday, we're six days away. Eastern Illinois, Indiana State. These games are fun. They've been playing this. I feel like since like 1902. I forget, but uh, um, I'm ex- I'm excited that this is on the schedule because they're they're not that far apart from one another, and it's a rivalry game. So uh, I'm gonna say Indiana State wins this. But you know, you know the old thing: rivalry game. Throw out the fucking record books. Who you got winning this one? Yeah, yeah, I have Indiana State as well. I, I think it is going to be a very competitive game, and I, I think most Indiana State games this year will be close, whether they're better or not. But uh, I do think they're the better team by quite a bit, honestly. Well, check this out, folks. Um, I'm trying to trying to get this nugget for you um, somewhere here. These teams have been playing since the the all time record. This is fantastic. Forty four. 44 and and 4. Oof. They've been playing since ni- since what? Uh 1923. This This is college football, baby. Uh I got them 1 and 02 though. And I can't wait to watch that game. That game will be on on God's eye, one of the TVs. Then the very next week. By the way, I love this fucking schedule. <laughs> yeah. The regionality too. and who they get at Indiana State. I'm sorry, Indiana State at Indiana. The Battle of Indiana. Look, Tom Herman's on the hot seat. This is a nationally televised game. Please. Come on. It Sycamores. Let's do this. We believe in you. Who you got who you got winning this one? <laughs> I I have Indiana just uh I guess out of respect, but yeah, that game could go either way and so could the next. <laughs> well, Indiana almost lost to Idaho, I feel like last year. Mm-hmm. Um Folks, sign me up for it. and then the next one, Ball State. This mm-hmm. is perfect. I'm telling you, this is this is this is the type of college football. They might be my favorite team just based on their their scheduling tactics. You know, this is uh, what do they call this? They call this something the uh, the Blue Key Victory Bell. All right, this these teams have been playing since 1924. The all time series though, Ball State does lead 38 to 24. However, the last time they played 
Ball State, by the way, what are you doing? You've been ducking them for about nine years. Last time they played back in 2014, Sycamores did win 27 20. Fuck yes. The first three games are exactly what college football should be regionality. It's fantastic. And guess what? I got them. Man, they could beat Boston. I got them one and two. <laughs> I have a one and two as well, but I really, really wanted to give them that ball stick game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, they are at Murray State. That's a dub. Then home to Northern Iowa. Winnable. At Illinois State. Dub. Home to South Dakota. Dub. At North Dakota. Okay. Gets a little interesting. Home to Youngstown State. Dude, this is a great schedule. Then home to Western Illinois, then at Southern Illinois. So, okay. If you take out the Power 5, you know, the 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 FBS teams, right? Indiana and Ball State. Uh their other away games are at Murray State, at Illinois State, at North Dakota and at Southern Illinois. North Dakota and Southern Illinois are decent, but I mean, this is a great schedule. I actually probably should have them higher. <laughs> yeah, that, the schedule is one of the main reasons. Especially, I, I thought I thought this team roster wise really close with the Penguins, so uh, they get the Penguins at home. That that's like the entire separation for me. This is a really good roster, and uh, uh, flat out, I think Kurt Mallory needs it this year. So that was the time, man. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic to watch, folks. If you're watching on YouTube, hang tight because I want to switch over to the B side. 